$200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, uh, episode number one seventeen for you this time. Uh, as always, I'm Greg. He is George. That that's me. Um, and we have an um, and we have another Japanese-only game for you this time around. Uh... Uh, I picked by George because he uh, George George because George because he likes to cover these obscure, interesting, uh, weird Japanese games. Is it weird though? Ah, uh, in some ways, yes. Uh, but we'll get into it. Um, uh, what game did you decide to have us cover in this episode, George? Energy Breaker. Yes, which is probably which is probably as I've seen some people on YouTube describe it, uh, one of the best uh, Super NES RPGs that you've ever heard of. Um, that's pretty bold to say, but all right. Yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty popular. Uh, um, uh, popular uh, these days, it seems like. But um, yeah, this is a um, as seemed as a, decently popular before too. I looked at uh, Game Facts, and yep. uh, it was it was one of those games where uh, somebody uh, or a couple of people made uh, guides. Right. It's like, well, this is what this means on the selection menu, and this is what this means, and this means that, and this thing works like this, and it's like, oh, okay, and they're all from, like, 1998 or, like, 2002 or something like that. Right, yeah, this game always did have a cult following uh, because of its developer, which we'll get into here in a moment, uh, but also because of the fact that people argued that it was kind of a more friendly uh, uh, RPG, for, uh, uh, RPG game for English people to play. I mean, compared to some other RPG games... There, I, I mean, I mean, yes, there's a lot of text, but you can figure out the gameplay mechanics of this game without having to, uh, uh, uh some like trial and error. I don't so, know. A yeah. lot of things aren't explained to you in this game, and I, I'm still trying to figure things out. Luckily, we don't have. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we, luckily, luckily, we don't have to, uh, uh, to go through that now because they, uh, uh because ROM hackers uh, released a, uh, a full translation of the game. Uh, uh, several years ago. Uh, I think it was like 2012, maybe. Yeah, about that. So something like that. There were different versions of the of the patch. Uh, the patch, of course, as always. Uh, so I think last one was like 2013 or something like that. But hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So they do some good work. So this game is fully is fully translated, and it's a very good translation. I mean, like ROM hackers usually does usually does like top notch stuff with their like their you know like their like translation stuff. So. Yeah, well, there's, there's usually a guy that's like, hey, that's grammatically incorrect, or hey, yep. put a comma there or something, so... Right. Um, the, yeah, there's... A, a, when it comes to ROM hacking now, it seems like um, a lot of these teams have at least one guy that's mm -hmm. like, eh, yep. that's kind of not written well enough, please. Right. Like, yep. please, like, please move around the commas and the periods, and that's a run-on sentence. And Oh, yeah, so. sure. Yeah, which oh, is yeah, nice. Definitely. I've I've seen older ROM hacks where it's like, this sentence almost makes no sense, even <laughs> in English. What are you doing? And it's like, I, 
I can't be mad at you because you translated the dang game for me. <laughs> Thank you, but also like, uh, yeah, that's a thing though, I guess. No, I know you're right. I've had the same uh, frustration. Um, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you know, the efforts, the efforts, the efforts, the efforts, the efforts, definitely gotten better in the last ten years or so. Uh, the, um, you know, the internet's definitely helped with that. Because a lot of the, uh, just be a lot of people to a lot of people, a lot of people to work together easier, uh, to collaborate and stuff and whatnot. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we talked about those people in the past. Like you know, those people who do translations uh, are really amazing because like you know they're putting a lot of effort and time without effort and time on their own, like about being paid, uh, yeah. just to translate a game so other people can play it. And it's you it's know, one thing to translate japanese into english it's another thing to translate japanese into english then also make sure that you have to hack the game right and make yep. sure all the english words fit in yep. the container and a lot of these games are actually very hard to do because the containers are small because the japanese uh the japanese characters the kanji or whatever it's written in right it's um, compact than english is yeah so, because yep. they're they're more like actual because, like, words and whatnot put together are, like, characters, whereas, like, words here are just, like, big moshes of pixels and crap, and, it, yeah, it gets very difficult for, for people. So, sometimes the um, wording has to be a little weird for it to fit. Sometimes the, they have to use abbreviations and stuff like that. Yep. And it's, like... I wish there was a better way, but at least we're able to play some of these games. That's not the case for this game, though. That is hmm. not the case for this game. This is this was done very well. There was there was enough room for all the words and everything. Right. Uh, it's very well written. Right. So, uh, also it was awesome. Which is a bit surprising because from everything I can find online, um, you know, granted, uh, I uh, granted I will give this um, I will give this. Half warning, half apology at the start. This is a very hard game to find information on because it is a Japanese only game and not super popular. Yeah. Um, but uh, but when I could find, there were no plans to bring this game over to the states. A lot of these, a lot of these Japanese RPGs we talk about, the company at least talked about or planned to or planned to or planned to or planned to, or planned to, to westernize the game. Not this one. This one, you know, this one looks like it was stayed Japan only from um, you know, like the get go. The get go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising because it's surprising because the developer did have the developer did the developer the developer did have leather games uh, picked up uh, picked up by publishers like the West. Uh, this game was developed by a company called Neverland, um, which was an operation from uh, 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 which was an operation from operation from 1993 to 2013, um, and they uh, um, and they uh, and they're best known for well, a lot of their games. Um, a lot of their games, a lot of their games did come out in the West, but like I said, they were always published by somebody else, so people don't right. recognize recognize company's name. But they, but, but they worked on two, um, you know, but they worked on two big series. One of them is the Lufia series. Uh, yes. Right. Uh, which, which, uh, which, uh, which, uh, which, uh, which those games did get uh, published uh, published by uh, Taito uh, in the West. A lot of their games were published by Taito, uh, like over here, uh, by, by, by over here. So. Uh, the, other, uh, the other series they worked on was the reboot of the Shining Force series, uh, like in the PS2. So, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they also worked on the Rune Factory series, uh, which was okay. A, which I, which, which I've not played, but I've heard like good things about. I started playing the first game somewhat recently. There, there, there were a lot of them. They made, uh, uh, uh they made, uh, they made, 
uh, they make four games plus four games a series. It's like plus a spinoff. So I think I think you'd like the Rune Factory because it's like a Harvest Moon, but also there's like a combat side on right. top of other yep. things. Yep, definitely. So yeah, uh, they made games for the Super NES, Game Boy Color, Saturn, Dreamcast, GBA, GameCube, uh, PSP, uh, PS2, PS3, Wii, uh, the, uh, the DS, the DS, and 3DS. What about my refrigerator? <laughs> uh, nope, not that one. So. Oh dang. Um, so um, this game, Energy Breaker, was one of their was one of their early games, but not their first one. Um, and even. And he, uh, so even though the company went bankrupt in 2013, speaking on the, uh, 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 speaking about the Rune Factory, uh, the Rune Factory team was hired shortly thereafter by a company called Marvelous Marvelous AQL, uh, and they developed the uh, 3DS the 3DS game uh, Lord of Magna: A Made in Heaven. So, uh, so the as uh, so that team got as uh, so that team got stuck together, I mean, I mean, was kept together at least. So they. It's possible. Uh, 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 it's possible there may be like more Rune Factory games in the future, uh, depending upon if they're I new. I think there was one that came out somewhat recently, though, right? Uh, Rune Factory Four for the 3DS was the more uh, yeah, uh, it was the most recent release. But that was, uh, but that was. Uh, I need to was... stop using the 3DS as a gauge because the 3DS is actually very old. Well, let me check to see. Um, okay, yep. 3DS yeah. came out in like 2011. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. This game, yeah, this game, this game took a long time to come over to come over to the West. Like uh, 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 the, the Rune Factory Four for the 3DS, it got to reach Japan in July of 2002. It didn't come out in North America, uh, North America, until October of 2013. And, I think you mean it came out in 2012 originally, not 2002. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, 2012. <laughs> and then like, don't worry about it. Europe. I, I, slip I, of the tongue. Europe, Europe, Europe didn't even get the game until December 2014. But, uh, yeah, longer, what but... is what is up with Europe? Europe's weird, man. Uh, sorry, but... sorry, I don't mean that. <laughs> but this is also interesting. Uh, they've announced they've announced Rune Factory Four coming out to Switch uh, sometime this year. So. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, oh are... yeah, that's right. I heard about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The enhanced version called Rune Factory Four Special. Mm-hmm. So. I. I'm sorry, I have to just create this tangent here for a second. Sure. I, when you Google a game, it usually goes by like, here are similar games or whatever. Um, here's one that's people also search for. Rune Factory from 2006, Rune Factory 3, Fire Emblem, Clive Barker's Jericho, and Mega Man 4. <laughs> what? Why is this related? I'm sorry. I, it was just a weird thing that popped up on my screen. I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, those last two games don't really have anything to do with the first, the first series. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that. Yeah, that's strange. So I want to play my Mega Man Harvest Moon game, guys. <laughs> uh, so uh, never. Uh, so this game. So I mentioned before, Neverland. Neverland had a good work, Neverland had a good working working relationship with Taito. Uh, we've already right. covered Taito before in the past. I won't spend uh, uh, much time on them. Uh, they also published this game as well in Japan. Um, Energy Breaker. It came out in the summer of 1996, so uh, like so, one of the later Super NES releases. Right. Um, uh, and it shows. I mean, like uh, this game. This game's described as being isometric uh, uh, RPG, and uh, yeah, the graphics in this game are gorgeous. Uh, they're really they're uh, uh, they're really well defined. Uh, large sprites, good colors. Uh, this game reminds me a lot about not only graphics, George, but also in terms of gameplay. This game reminds me a lot about Final Fantasy Tactics. 
Yes, it's like um, a turn-based, I, I guess, kind of strategy-esque type of game. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, yep, it definitely yep, kind of yep, does yep, play yep. like right. Final Fantasy Tactics. The only thing is like there's an energy system, mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But I think I'm starting to understand it. Uh, it's, We're like, yeah, yeah, it's if complicated. You, you can have X amount of maximum energy. And then what you could do is, like, you can keep using it as much as you want the first time around. And then right. when you run out, you can skip your turn or whatever. Then you recover some back. And then you can do what you uh, do what you want with the rest of that energy. So it's, it's interesting. So you can technically attack as many times as you want or move as, t as many times as you want. Um, as long as you have the energy to do so. Right. But there are definitely times where I found myself, I ran out of energy, could not regenerate any energy back, and I was totally screwed, <laughs> uh, even with the easier enemies. So there right. is definitely like a like a like another level on this that mm. I'm kind of missing still because I still don't know how to fully gauge how much energy I have or anything. But uh, w once you start leveling up, you get more energy and whatnot. And uh, that's really helpful because then you don't really have to worry about running out of energy so quickly. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So as looked before, looked before in the beginning, in some ways, energy breakers are very, a very, a very typical RPG, and in some ways, seven other ways, the game is very unique. Um, and 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 the energy system uh, is uh, um, uh, definitely is a very interesting system. Um, and that's just combat we're talking about. Uh, right. It's really interesting because there is a um, the dialogue stuff is really interesting because there's like a mood system. I don't mm. even know what to call it, but yeah. like you can talk to people aggressively. You can talk to people friendly. Um, you can be just like neutral stuff like that. And it's you kind of get different responses from that, which is yes. really interesting. Yeah. It's a little bit kind of like the Bioware system that they use to their games. Uh, like the kind of, but not exactly. It definitely works differently because... Um, a lot of the dialogue choices in this game are kind of, like, samey, but it all mm. depends on, like, your tone and whatnot compared to, like, a Bioware game where it's just like, oh, you know, are you going to say the mean thing or are you going to say the nice thing? Whereas this is like, are you going to say it nicely or are you going to say it aggressively? And right. that, like, and it's really interesting because I feel like that's a little more realistic where um, you can get a tone with somebody and either you know you could scare them or just annoy them and i don't know i didn't get like too too far with the dialogue stuff but from what i've seen it was really interesting right. how you can give people a different tone and they would kind of talk a little bit differently to you yeah i uh, yeah actually yep i, I definitely agree uh this is uh, that, that uh, I mean that I mean that's a good segue to talk about the story uh, 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 the story of this game a little bit because every good RPG needs a uh, 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 needs a good story and um, if what I can tell and how much I got into it the story of this game is like pretty good um, it has it does have some tropes that you'd expect to find this uh, uh, time period in this, in this genre but it does have some interesting stuff also uh, like for example the main character uh, the main character of this game is a woman in the time period in which yes. like which is, like which in an entire which that was, I mean that wasn't done very much. So um, maybe in like games that came out to the west, but if you take a look at it, there's actually a decent amount of games where the protagonist is a woman, uh, right. at least in some of these Japanese games. So right. it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yes, 
is definitely different for us over here, at least. Exactly, right. So, yep. So he plays Myra, uh, who is, um, well, you don't know... Well, you don't know a lot about her uh, about the start of the game. That's on purpose because she suffers from uh, uh, something happened to her, happened to her recently, where she suffers from like you know, um, uh, like where she suffers from memory loss. Um, All right, if she, anyone's playing JRPG bingo, <laughs> you you know where to put that chip. Like I said, tropes, but um, <laughs> she's clearly skilled though as an adventurer because she has skills in combat and combat abilities. Where it's, I uh, were kind of tips her off that you know that that combined the drive to do something. It, it, it's kind of like okay, I obviously, obviously, I obviously am something. Uh, you know, let me see like what I am. Uh, kind of like so. Uh, and basically, that's the basically that's the that's how the game starts. Like nutshell, uh, you go around the world, pick up um, you know, recruit people to join you, and try to figure out uh, what's going on. Um, so uh, honestly, it, a game. I'm I'm sorry for. <laughs> Another tangent, everyone. Um, the uh, game that I think of that has that actually has um, a really good way of dealing with amnesia is a more it's a more modern game. But uh, if you've ever played, I believe it's called Lost Odyssey. Uh, you mm. play as a man who is immortal and lives for centuries, essentially. But um, he doesn't exactly have amnesia. Like he he has memory. Like he remembers. Right everything that's going on currently like at the time that he's living but he's so old that he forgets uh all the events that happened in the past and actually there's like a like a um like a side thing that you can do like collect all these memories and you right. read them back as like their pages in a journal right and a lot yeah. of these stories are actually like really touching stories and it's it, uh, you think about it. It's really sad that he actually forgot about this, but it's yeah. not his choice because right. he's immortal. He lives forever. So yep. uh, yeah. I feel like that was a game that did that pretty well. Yeah, there are a lot of games that have used that uh, amnesia slash memory loss trope over the years. I think right. uh, uh, um, uh, I think the two classic examples examples of games that use that, which people will always think about, uh, would be Flavy Flashback um, and Planes yeah. of Torment. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, both of which are great games, but they, uh, so anyway, uh, you can have, you can have, what is it, George? Two, uh, uh, a party size of three in this game. Uh, I believe it's three. Three. Right. Um, yep. So, um, and, and, you know, uh, so some other things in this game that are different slash like slash unique. I uh, already mentioned before that there's skills in the game, the skills, the skills, the, um, uh, the skills are used by energy points. Uh, you can't you learn set... new skills by collecting grimoires. Right. Yep. Or and is you... that how they're called? Is that, I think... what, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes. Yeah. And... So um, you can buy them, but there's also they're also like laid out, like hid, kind of hidden in the background. You gotta yes, look for the game... chest and collect them. Um, yep. But the this catch is very... to yeah. Go on. I'm oh, sorry. Just to say, this game's very, this game's very Dragon Warrior esque, and it kind of encourages you to kind of search every nook and cranny, do yes. that stuff. So, yes. yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, um, but to learn the skills from the Grimoire, um, you have to have certain levels of energy. So there's like, I think it's like offense and defense levels, mm -hmm. and obviously the earlier ones are, are easy to accommodate for, and you can rearrange your energy. 
um, outside of battle whenever you want. I think you can rearrange it in battle too, but it takes energy or something. Right. Um, but uh, you can rearrange that stuff, and I think there's four different energies yes. that you can play around with, and I, they all do different stuff. I think one is like how far you can move, and one's like how many turns you can have or something like that. Again, I'm still trying to figure this out, but there's like offensive and defensive, so like putting the points of uh, vertically up is like more offensive and then putting them vertically down which you you uh, press a button to toggle to uh, put into that is, is uh, vertically down and um, yeah these skills require you like oh you need like at least five orange and two two green in this and stuff like that and you learn uh, different attacks and skills and whatnot um, one, of, one of them being earlier earlier on in the game like uh, I think it's like shooting or magic or something. It's like a ranged attack compared to just having a normal attack that everyone gets at the beginning. So it's interesting because you can give all these characters different skills and, and whatnot. Um, and I guess it in a way still kind of feels like Final Fantasy Tactics because um, in Final Fantasy Tactics, you're leveling up jobs and you get job points and stuff and you can unlock different skills and then you swap somebody's job and you can still bring over some of those skills um, to that character or whatnot. So it kind of feels like that in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a very deep system, as George alluded to. I don't fully understand it either. Uh, it yeah. Is yeah. And um, a lot of these guides I read, I hardly say anything about it either, which right. is weird. Yeah. There's also the elements, uh, the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the element system, the, the system, the elements yes. used in the game, which I didn't fully understand either. Uh, you can still, still trying to get some kind of grasp on that one, yes. Right, you right, you can increase and decrease the amount of power that you, the, 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 uh, I, I mean, the amount of energy that you put into increase their power, um, and, and um, you know, they also have a positive negative side, uh, side which you, uh, to which you can switch, which I really don't understand. Um, so. It's kind of like a special attack, uh, kind of, uh, that, that you do, uh, I, I kind of thought of them as being like, uh, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I kind of thought of them as being kind of like, um, uh, like, you know, guardian forces, uh, slash a, uh, kind uh of. slash summons from Final Fantasy games, but, kind of. yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. If anyone to... wants to play this game, like, the warning is that the first area that you go to you will get lost for hours, at least I did. <laughs> the forest yes. is very confusing. There's so many places to go, and they all... I don't want to say they all lead to the same area, but they kind of do. And you have to find <laughs> that one specific path that gets you further into the forest so you can finally get out. The first... Well, well, the first town's the first town's not easy to get out of either. <laughs> uh, it's not that big. Uh, there's only, like, three sections, and then once you leave... You're off to the forest. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, you also have the. Let's see. You also. Have, so uh, your as your status window, you have life points, which is your life points, which are the hit points. Yep. Uh, power points, which is used for your uh, energy. Uh, balance is the balance is the number of moves you can do for each turn. Um, which will drop as your hit points fall, which is very curious. That's a very interesting system. Oh yeah, that's the other thing I forgot. To yeah. Bring. Uh, yep. It's, it's just trying to simulate the fact that you get injured, so like you can't move around as much. Um, so um, it's interesting. It, it's surprising. It is. You know, now nowadays that nowadays that's a pretty common mechanic. But 1996, that was a pretty 
uh, unique thing to have in a game. Is it though? I can't think of any modern games that really do that. Uh, there are several games, uh, such as the Jagged Alliance series, that, uh, okay. uh, uh, they, do that uh, they do that very well, so, um, but, uh, yeah, 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 it's just like for an RPG, though, to have this mechanic, it's very, what? But, um, right. yeah, I don't know if I like it or not, to be honest. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting, it's realistic, it's also frustrating, because it's like, if you get hurt... Then, well, you can't move as much, which could screw you. See, this is this is where the strategy part comes in because yeah. you got to make sure that you're not getting hit, or yeah. that you know you're covering somebody, you know. Right. So, but also, it it's one of those things where, like, if your character gets hit and they're within range, uh, they will attack back right away, which is yes. very helpful because there yeah. were times where I really needed that because I was low on on health or I couldn't right. move or something, and then my character attacked back killed the enemy, leveled up, and got a bunch of energy and health back, and I was able to continue the fight. So Right. Yep. That's yep, nice. And and that's a nice thing. Yep, and like Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, like you need 100, 100 experience points uh, to go up each level. So uh, that's a very... Yes. Yes. That's a very consistent system. Consistent system. But uh, I mean, like that sense too. So I always wonder why that's a thing where it's like, oh, you know what it is though? I think if you keep... I think the more you level up, the less experience you get from exactly. specific enemies, though, right. in this game. Yep. yep. Yeah. 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 Again. Like, yeah. Again. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, you. Uh, uh, you have to go to. Uh, like. Um, you can only grind an area for, like for so long if we have to like move on somewhere else. Yeah. Find some uh, find some enemies to fight. Um, here's something. Uh, here's something kind of surprising. Uh, did you, uh, uh, did, did, did you check out the options screen in this game? Uh, probably. Uh, is there something special there? I forget now. It's very robust. There's a lot you can do in this, uh, which is surprising for a game of this time period. Uh, you have the you have the ability to be able to turn on or off uh, the top down faces. The oh. music, the, the music, yeah. the sound, the music, the sound effects, the animation, the scroll speed, and the speed, the scroll speed, the, the scroll speed, um, and the speech window color, and you can also. Um, um, and you can also copy, copy or delete your memory, uh, uh, your, uh, your safe spots here. Um, and, and you can also change the, uh, the volume levels of the audio and the music. Uh, very If nice. you scroll all the way down, you could actually find the secret toaster mode too for your SNES. Where like you <laughs> unplug the cartridge and put in a piece of bread and it cooks it for you. One of the, it's one of the icons that this game uses does like a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I can't think what um, it is like right now, but it looks like a toaster. <laughs> the saving stuff is actually interesting. I think you get three slots, two of them being outside of combat, and then you there's a slot specifically yes. for being inside combat. Right, I was gonna talk about that later awesome. on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh there's certain there's certain there's certain covered covered spots in the map that you can find. Uh that will determine I don't remember the color system like right now. Uh, it's like blue is like an out of save. Uh, 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 blue is like an out of combat save, and green is like an in save combat save or something like that. But I think blue, yeah, I think blue is out of combat, and then I thought it was like yellow or orange or something, maybe something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's what are colors anyway? Yep. It's um. I <laughs> uh, just yep. Just think of it as a modern equivalent. Semi equivalent, like uh, yeah, uh, semi equivalent, uh, like having like an autosave. I mean, you still have to manually save it, but that's kind of what it kind of 
uh, they serve the same function. Kind so, of. Yeah, so the combat, yeah, that, yeah, you're right, George. That is a really like, cool system. I really like that because it's like you can save, you can save out of battle before you start the battle, and then, um, and also save in battle as you as you progress and things get really bad, then you can just go back to your older save and try it again. But so, yep, uh, definitely a really good system, and you will be doing that a lot in this game because it's very difficult. <laughs> uh, this is a, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this is a hard game. Uh, I, it's a doozy. Know, I'd go far as, yeah, yeah, I'd go so far as to argue this game's tougher than Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics, at least the first half of the game is no cakewalk. So. Right, but uh, you have more people and whatnot in that game. True. You and do, you can yeah. kind of just grind up those job points and then yep. get some really good skills and whatnot. Whereas this game, yeah, definitely yep. this game is harder. Yep, and also like. Yep, and also like in Final Fantasy Tactics, once you get uh, um, you know, once you get about halfway two thirds to halfway two thirds of the way through, like, like the game, I'm pick up Thunder God Sid. Uh, the, the difficulty of the game drops significantly, whereas this game does something like that, so it kind of stays difficult the whole way through. But um, and there and there are a lot of battles. There's over seventy battles in this game. Uh, um, um, everything I saw online, so yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely like a very like uh, deep system. So the combat system um, is fairly standard as far as these, as far as these say uh, tactical RPG slash games uh, kind of like go. Um, you can uh, you get skill books in the game, which if you distribute power that George was talking about earlier to learn the skill, then use the skill several times in battle. Uh, eventually a message, eventually a message will come up telling you the character has learned it. So, um, there's 21 no. skill books, there's 21 skill books in the game altogether. Um, and once you, once you get the skill from the, the book, you can actually go and sell it. You don't have to worry yeah, about exactly. yep. holding on to it, uh, because you have limited capacity, mm -hmm. which stinks. I hate when games do this. Well, Bane it's of, like, it's like six yeah, spots uh, per character or something. Yeah, like that. I know. Yep. Something I know. Low. I know it. It's frustrating, but a lot of games yeah. this time period did it, so it's, 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 it's like one of the grit and bear things. But yeah. um, also, it's important to it's important to note some skills cannot be taught by books. So some skills some uh, some skills require the character to be a certain level. Uh, some characters uh, uh, some skills require the uh, the character to have the energy the, the, the energy the energy the energy distribution set up in a correct way. Uh, some skills only and, and some skills can some skills can only learn. Can, can only be learned by some characters. So, right. Um, and there's one character, uh, Star, who can learn, uh, who only learns the skills by defeating certain enemies. Oh, so it's like, a, um, like Gao from Final Fantasy VI, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Except he doesn't go. Similar. He doesn't go and live with them for like a, for like a couple of hours or something. He just right. Just, <laughs> just um, sucks it in like Kirby. Yep. 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 So uh, George mentioned the so. So, so George mentioned the conversation system uh, earlier in the game. Uh, to add on to that a little bit, uh, you, uh, uh, besides the besides the besides the top-down, normal, strong, forceful, and weak options that he mentioned, you can also give gifts uh, to certain people. Uh, if you give, uh, and it's, it's kind of like trial and error, uh, but the game's a, uh, but the game's a bit friendly with this because if the person wants the gift, they'll be like, "Hey, you know, I love this. Thanks." Whereas they don't want it, then we give the I and mean, we return back to you like no harm uh, done. So you can, as you have, as you can feel free to trial and error that and see what people like. Yep. 
Uh, there's also, uh, 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 you can also, uh, you can also talk to them, you can also talk to them, talk in two different ways. There's a, uh, there's a regular talk function, which just basically just gives you, like, you know, like, information, like a typical RPG. There's also the topic, uh, topic option, which brings up a menu yes. of things to talk about. Again, again, kind of like modern, like modern games in, in that Me- sense. Makes it feel like an adventure game. Yeah, exactly right. So. What can you tell me about this napkin? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. It's curious to see this. It's curious to see that mechanic in RPG, though. I, um, I was, yeah. I was, pleas- I was ple- pleasantly surprised to see that. Uh, that's something that you don't expect to see in a game like this. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see, the buying selling system is pretty standard as far as like, your items go. Um, you have weapons, weapons, body armor, boots, uh, um, uh, other, which is like miscellaneous stuff, like, you know, like rings or, uh, like rings or whatnot. Uh, items. Certain items will, like, boost your stats. Certain items will, like, um, uh, 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 certain items will increase your, increase your abilities as long as you're wearing it, etc., etc. Right. Um. So the skills are pretty. Uh, so the skills are pretty are pretty diverse. Uh, they require a certain. But besides energy, they besides energy, they also require your stats to be. Most of them require your stats to be a certain level. Uh, you know, for example, the shots the the the, the shot skill, uh, requires three positive red and one negative green to you to to to, 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 to use it. Uh, it also requires your strength to be sixty. Your, your or high your dexterity at ten or higher and your luck at, at eighty or higher. Uh, so, but shots are very like useful, the like, useful ability because you can shoot uh, shoot with single enemy four uh, four squares away for some pretty good damage. So yeah. it's nice, uh, so nice skill to have. Uh, pretty good, pretty good mix of skills. Again, like again, very FFT ish as far as the as far as we can do. Um, you know, you have healing stuff, healing stuff, attack stuff. Um. Uh, the the uh the stone the uh uh the stone downer skill is pretty cool. If the enemy's in the right spot, it sends a rock down a slope to hit them for massive amounts of damage. Uh, you you also have skills which can decrease enemy stats, uh that kind of stuff. So. Uh, so, um, uh, the controls are pretty, are pretty standard, standard for a game of this type, didn't take too long to, p- to pick it up. Um, I'm not sure if you any problems with it, George, but it's like, you have your, you know, you have your, um, you know, you have your, uh, the, um, the, the triggers, the triggers, the triggers will, uh, the triggers will spin the, the triggers will spin the map around in combat. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one character, uh, one button will move. The, 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 the one button operates to select. One button is status screen. Another button menu, um, a menu screen. Uh, yeah, no problem with the controls. They actually make, they actually make, uh, they actually, they, they actually, they actually make full use of the controller. So, um, yeah, like, like, uh, unlike some other games we played. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the music of this game is very good. Also, I thought, uh, like great soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um you know. I it, I bet you the soundtrack's probably somewhere on a CD or something. It, it probably Japan. is. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, I found uh, I that is available on YouTube. I, uh, I mean, I do see it on here available. That somebody's like, you know, maybe tire. Uh, you know, somebody's maybe tire. Uh, YouTube available. The soundtrack was done oh, by dude, these people. Do great work because <laughs> yep. I, I'm always trying to look for 
music for the games, and I'm so afraid that these more obscure ones won't have anything. A lot of, like, if not all of these obscure games, not just for this podcast, but for PlayStation Power, like, almost always, I will still find music for it on YouTube. Like, like all these people who are, who are uploading this music, like, great job, because I didn't, I wouldn't know what I would uh, do without having music for these games that we cover. Well, I don't, well, well, I don't recognize, I don't recognize, recognize the name of the composer, um, but I'm pretty sure he's done some other music before in the past too. So it's like, I think people, uh, people tend to associate, people tend to develop uh, uh, love, uh, love relationships with composers, uh, composer Japanese music. So they kind of like will post everything that that guy does. So I think I think maybe uh, I think so as I think that maybe like one of the things uh, that's going on here in this game. So, but um, maybe there's also uh, there's also there's also there's also there's also a new game plus mode uh, uh, mode available in this game too. Of course. Uh, there is. Uh, once you beat the regular game, uh, in, in this game though, it's called once again mode, which is like pretty cool. Yes. I like that name. So, um, in this mode, um, um, in this mode, you have a huge amount of money. So money never becomes an issue, uh, like an issue like that ga- game. Um, you also gain from enemies, uh, in, in combat money, the money, uh, money at eight times greater rate than the regular game. Right. Um, shops also, shops also never run out of items and they sell all items. So, uh, yeah, there's enough here to, there's enough here in this mode to replay the game again. I think, um, you know, uh, you, yeah. you know, with that, you know, with that money restriction lifted off, because money is hard to get. Yeah, money, money definitely is hard to come by in this game. Money, uh, money's tight in uh, a lot of the game, so you got to spend carefully. Well, if I've learned anything from playing video games, Prepper the Rapper has taught me, that <laughs> money, money, money is all you need. <laughs> um, so yeah, we already mentioned before this game. This game, this game is kind of confusing. It doesn't do a very good job explaining all its systems. Nope. Um, you know, no the tutorials that, for these games. Weird. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, and even, and like George mentioned, even the guides that the even the guides of this game don't really talk about the systems. In, in, in systems in huge detail, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Um, there are, however, some, there are, however, there are, however, some YouTube videos. Uh, people who play through the game that, that uh, you know, they do a pretty good job of talking about how the game operates, that kind of stuff. So. Um, because there are, because there are at least, at least two playthroughs of this game available, like, online, uh, who go through the entire translated, translated version of the game, so. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and so, uh, and so they, and, and so their replay value of the game, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, their, um, their average playthrough time, around 30, 40 hours. So, you know, pretty. That sounds av- about right. Yep. It's a yep. Japanese game. Yep. Yep. Pretty average RPG length, so. Yeah. There is a guy, however, on here who did a speedrun in this game without cheats, uh, in a uh, in five hours in five hours twenty one minutes. Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> so kudos to you for that, sir. <laughs> um. So uh, some, so um, we already mentioned the difficulty that uh, 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 difficulty this game. It's very high. Um, you definitely have to, you, you, uh, I, 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 you definitely need some patience. You definitely need some, like, trial and error with this game. Mm-hmm. Another, um, another frustration I had with this game, uh, frustration I had with this game was that, uh, there's no warnings when battles occur. Um, so you may be trying to get somewhere and not be ready for a battle and, but whoops, well, too late. You're in a battle. So, 
Uh, I mean, they're... that's kind of like a lot of RPGs, though. Yeah, I know. Mean, oh, but... I'm walking on the world map. Oh, there's some, there's an enemy. Dang it. The, the game doesn't telegraph its bosses very well, though, either, I thought. So it's like most games, you kind of I get a sense true, of where, yeah. where, where, where the bosses are and not this one. Uh... There, there, uh, there is, uh, there, there is, there is, an escape, uh, escape command in the, in the menu system of battles, but it's, uh, but, but my experience is very hard to escape from, um, escape from an enemy, uh, encounter. I'm not sure if you had the same experience, George. I never tried escaping, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, 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 while the, also while the 2D isometric, uh, isometric environment graphics are, graphics are very gorgeous to look at, and very, very pretty. Uh, items can be hidden from you, like, very easily because of that. So make sure you spend a lot of time rotating around the camera and, and searching for stuff. Yes. Yeah, because, uh, you, you can miss some really good stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, the story seems pretty good from what I saw of it. I, um, you know, I, you know, I, like, I probably got about, like, 10 hours of the game, uh, uh in, but... Um, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very complex story. You can tell this game, uh, you can tell this game was again designed for Japanese market only because it's like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of RPGs that came over here to the West had more simplified stories. You know, I don't want to call them dumb or stupid, stupid because in many cases they weren't. It just, um, um, it's just the story of this game is very, it's very Japanese. It's very complex. You also, you also have to think about like. Did they also localize those games to True. be just more simplistic or... Right, yep, yeah. You know, because yep. that happened quite a bit back then as well. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. Like, it's very engaging, but, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on that going on that you may not understand or understand or understand it or may fly over your head. Um, uh, it's definitely, um, uh, you know, like... It's just one of the games. One of the games where things may not make sense until like several hours later on uh, down the road. So <laughs> sounds like a Japanese game. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah, this game's very. Yep, this game's very Japanese. Uh, also, also, uh, also, there's a cool Easter egg in this game. Uh, toward the end of the game, we already mentioned before. Uh, 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 before before this game was developed, the same was developed the same company. The company that company that uh, the, the Lufia series. Uh, Luffy makes a cameo in this game. Oh, really? Yep, toward the end of the game. Oh, okay. So that's we'll see so if that... I ever get that part. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as yet, as yet, that's pretty cool. Um, so I mentioned before the fact this game, this game, this game had already been as George as George said earlier, this game had always been popular. Uh, with a very small, dedicated cult following, it's gotten more popular since the translation came out several years ago. Because it's actually yeah. because a lot of um, because because a lot of like good sites like uh, sites like Super NES Drunk and like uh, Super NES RPG Gamer uh, and whatnot uh, have uh, have now covered this game on YouTube with like reviews uh, and talking about the game. Uh, one of them, uh, uh, one of them goes on so far as listed in the list of 13 best Japanese-only games for the Super NES. So yeah. Uh, it's definitely a very popular game uh, these days. It looks like, uh, like amongst fans, uh, on game that they I'm just glad that uh, we're able to play these games now. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, on game that they accuse, uh, the game, uh, the game averages out to about a, uh, the game averages out to about like four, uh, average after rating, uh, average after rating about like, yeah, average after rating about like you no know, four to five stars. Yep. 
So, um, what else do you? What else? Do, uh, what else do you want to say about this game, George? As far as like things that you like or dislike. Um, I don't know if there's really much more to say. I think we covered a lot of the game, at least the the aspects of it, if anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what else to say really. It's a good game. Uh, if you have time and you're interested, check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. If you like, yeah, yeah. If you enjoy games, like Final Fantasy Tactics and other games like that, uh, there's also uh, 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 this also reminds me. This also reminds me. This also reminds me like about the Tactic the Tactic Orc series a little bit too, as far as the actual uh, gameplay goes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely very. I'm not sure I'd go so far as to call it a hidden gem, but uh, um, uh, but definitely, uh, uh, but definitely like a very like you know like good good RPG that shame good RPG that shame that never came uh, 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 shame that never came that came out over here. Yeah. So uh, if you want this game now, uh, because this game is never uh, the, um, uh, because obviously so because obviously this game has never come out here uh, like in the West. Um, there's two that means it'll game. be cheap. Well, it depends on how you <laughs> want the game. <laughs> I mean, um, a lot of the Japanese games that I've bought are we uh, we I, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> We're right. pretty cheap, right. even with the shipping and everything. So this game, so this game, unlike many other Japanese-only games, I, uh, uh, I on eBay did not have any copies copies of the game available for sale in the U.S. Uh, if you want this game for the Super Famicom, you have to import it from Japan. Which uh, that happens right. almost all the time. Which raises, uh, uh, which raises the price a little bit. But the average, uh, uh, the average price, uh, the, uh, uh, the average price of a card-only game from Japan, uh, which includes the shipping costs, uh, average around twenty dollars. Uh, yep. Um, Whereas if somebody was trying to sell it over here, it'd probably be like fifty dollars. So. There are, however, there there are, however, several copies. There are, however, people who have made a Super NES. Um, uh, 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 ver uh, fan version of this game, however, uh, made you know made it look like a Super NES game. They made a reproduction. A reproduction, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, with the translation like already applied, uh, with the label looking like it, looking like it might have looked uh, look like I've gotten a U.S. release. Um, considering considering the work put into it, I don't think these. Uh, I mean, I don't. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think the prices of these carts are that bad. Uh, they sold, um, uh, uh, they sold anywhere from 29, 29 to forty-five dollars. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're like a big fan of the game, want to play it like you know authentically, quote unquote. Um, you know, it's a pretty uh, <laughs> uh, authentically. Yeah. Well, like I said, it looks it looks very authentic. Uh, the label work is very impressive. It, impressive. It, um, it, it looks like a, um, you know, it looks like a, you know, it looks like a legit, a legit like U.S. release. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, and you get the hassle, you know, like, and you already have the, you know, you already, and, and you already have the raw translated. You can plug into your Super NES uh, if you have the, uh, you know, if you've done the mod to it to allow you to play. Um, actually, no, not even that. Uh, it's a U.S. You know, it's a U.S. Uh, card. So, so like no, so as you guys like plug it right into your Super NES or your yeah. retro, uh, your retro con or other uh, whatever. So, so yeah. So it's, yeah, like the convenience factor, like it's an okay price. Yeah. 
I mean, you're only paying about maybe like an, uh, an, an initial 10 dollars, uh, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, like over the importing, uh, uh, like importing the Japanese card. So, uh, there, uh, there's available, there's available also. There, 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 um, uh, I, I, I was curious, a Japanese complete CIB copy of the game sold for like sixty. Uh, I, I, I threw it for, uh, I threw for $64 recently. Really? That's yep, so not bad. Rough. Yep. Yeah. Decent price. I mean, like I said, this game has, this, this game has its fans, it's, it's fans, it's more popular now than it was, but sort of, uh, uh, but sort of a very super, super, like super popular game. Uh, I, I think it probably gets overlooked a lot for some reason, so. Well, it is a very complex and complex complicated game, which probably doesn't help its, help its, uh, help its popularity any, but. But there's some people out there that could crave that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, anybody who likes RPGs, definitely encourage you to check this out. Uh, especially if you're a big fan like uh, uh, um, especially if you're a big fan like tactical RPGs. Um, it, warning, it's a hard game. Uh, and like and like we say, the mechanics of this game are not are, are not very um, are not very properly explained. But if we're, but if we're going to put the time and effort into it. Uh, you can have a very, uh, uh, you're a very, like, fun, like, fun, rewarding experience. You can have a fun little romp. Yes. Well, <laughs> 35, well, 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 35, well, 35 hours, I, I, 35 hours, I, I, I wouldn't call a romp, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, Act Rise is a romp, because you can get a game of, because you can go through that game in, like, four or five hours, but, right. um, but yeah. But, but yeah, as far as RPG goes, uh, it's very good. I mean, I understand why the game didn't come out in the West, uh, because it does some very, like, some very different ideas and concepts that probably we weren't ready for at the time period, but, um, uh, but yeah, it's a very, but, but yeah, it's a very, but yeah, it's a very well, well developed, well, uh, I will put together game. Graphics, graphics are gorgeous, uh, you know, soundtracks, you know, the soundtrack's very good, and it's very, like, unique and interesting, uh, uh gameplay mechanics. Yeah. I think I can't think of anything else to say about this game, George. How about you? Like any like final thoughts? Uh, no. I like I said before. I think we've uh, covered everything, really. Cool. All right then. Well, uh, I don't know. So I don't know if I'm gonna have. I'd li I'd like to finish the game. I I don't know when I'm gonna have the time to do so. <laughs> yeah. But so thank you. For, so thank you very much for bringing to. So thank you again for bringing to our attention a very uh, another very obscure game. Yep. Um, so maybe not, well, maybe not super, well, well, maybe not, well, maybe not super obscure, but, but, uh, but definitely obscure. So next time on the podcast, we're covering a not obscure game. Um, this is a game we're probably going to get to eventually sooner or later. Uh, but this is a Patreon request. Um, so we're going to be looking at a very interesting game, uh, featuring, 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 featuring one of Nintendo's, Nintendo's most popular and beloved, uh, characters of these days. Uh, who's Kirby in Kirby's Dream Course, which is a miniature a miniature golf video game. Uh, very interesting that they actually did this game. I thought because it's like miniature golf is popular to have a, to, popular to have a computers, but you didn't see too many miniature golf games on consoles. This so. game's not just mini golf though. It's yes, right, it's right, more exactly. than that. Yep, it's definitely Kirby. Uh, just, uh, 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 there's definitely Kirby-ish elements here in this game to make it like. Yep. Uh, uh, you're gonna make like uh, uh, to make like you know like very you know very unique. So, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna be looking at that next time. So 
And because the game features multiplayer, George and I, George and I will also be playing this game together online before the podcast, so we can see how the multiplayer experience compares to like a person single. And we'll see what happens with that. Yep. Um. Yeah. Um. And yeah, anybody wants to play the, anybody wants to play this game uh, before the podcast? It's available on both the virtual console and also on the uh, recently released Super NES Classic Edition. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty easy to get your hands on. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you again. Thank you again, always, for listening to the podcast. We very much appreciate it. Um, if you want, uh, please go. Uh, um, uh, uh, like, like we want, we would be very uh, happy if you would check us out on, on Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon where we are trying to offer you cool benefits for signing up, such as like early access to podcasts. Uh, getting shouted on the um, you know, getting shouted on the podcast, uh, and also like being able to dictate games for us. Um, so as uh, so as I mentioned before, um, the uh, one of the perks you do get is to being able to get uh, mentioned. So uh, you know, we'd like to thank uh, Daniel, Seven, Richard, Lowry, and Chad for blocking their, uh, for backing the, the podcast Patreon. If you want to be cool like them, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash the Super NES Podcast. I'm sorry, the SNES podcast, uh, dot com. Um, yes, give them the right URL, Greg. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at the SNES podcast yahoo.com. If you want us to find us on Facebook, um, um, George, where can people contact you at? Oh, boy. Well, Twitter is a thing. Um, I changed it recently. So anybody who, who thinks they're following me, the, you know, I gotcha. I changed my name. So I, I've gotten more into streaming and I use a different name for that. So I decided to just change it to that. So uh, my Twitter handle now is at underscore Derpkin underscore. That would be underscore D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N underscore. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, as always, as always, everyone, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Um... Uh, final thought. Uh, what, uh, what do you think about the game name, uh, George? Energy Breaker is kind of interesting. I mean, it kind of talks about the energy system, system in this game a little bit, but doesn't really like hit it on the head. I'm not really sure what Energy Breaker means. It's a very curious game title. I think it's a good title because if it was like released in the West, it'd probably be like. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. What would? Yeah. What do you think it would be called in the West? What do you think they would change the name to? Ah. Uh... <laughs> uh, that's let's a, do this now at the end of the podcast <laughs> that that's a that's a that's a toughie maybe they'd probably change it yeah yeah they probably change, they, they'd probably tweak, they, they'd probably tweak the name a little bit maybe like energy warrior um or, or something like that but oh god that would be a bad name <laughs> because it's like uh lufia for example uh was was known in like known in japan as uh um as espito denki which translates to the biography of Estepolis, which makes no sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, good idea of changing the name for the Western Market title. I, I definitely agree with that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Energy Breaker though works. I mean, it's like it, um, it just uh, um, it's just a very interesting, like interesting game to, the uh, interesting the game title. So, but anyway. Uh, thank you again, as always, listening to the podcast. We appreciate it, as always, and we'll catch you again next time with our next episode. Uh, take care, everybody. Goodbye.
And this is curious. Luffy was playing with the Genesis as well before it got canceled. I, I did, did not know that. I said goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power. 